a lifetime of indoctrination. So busy fighting with each other that we never look up and realize we're getting fucked. We're the only one in the universe that has free will. We are born free and we will stay free. What's up guys? Welcome back to Free Will. This is Tony Scardino. Today is a very special day because we are back at the home base. We are in Las Vegas and I have very special guests with me. Welcome Jay, Josh, wait, brothers, Jason, Josh Sharman, and wannabe brother, Dustin Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> um, these are the founders. He, he basically is a brother. Yeah, he's a brother. Uh, they are the founders of Faithletics. And yeah, tell them what Faithletics is. Anybody can Wants can go be. for it. Faithletics what? is yeah. a faith-based apparel where the glory of God meets the beauty of sports. That's who we are. Um, you want me to take it? Okay. <laughs> um, Faithletics is a, a Christian clothing brand where we wanted to connect sports with God because there's a lot of athletes out there who are trying to find God, trying to find their way, trying to find their path, which is what path we were all kind of on as athletes. And we just wanted to find a way to bring both of those together and spread the word of God throughout all the sports. When did you guys start really reaching your faith? Am I starting? Okay, <laughs> yeah, so you guys, yeah, Jay, Jay yeah. When, did you, when did you come close to God? I... I've always been like a part of a Christian family and my grandparents and parents are all Christian, but it took me going to college to kind of like figure it out for myself. And I had this girlfriend who was atheist. I'll be honest. She was atheist. No college. Okay. Wait, real quick, not to cut you off, but okay. These are special guests because I've known Jay and Josh since freshman year of high school and Dustin, we've known each other since middle school. It's yeah? been a minute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So could, yeah, yeah. So these are these are <laughs> homies. Okay. Yeah. So go on. So we no. know a lot about each other. Yeah. We've seen a lot. No, this was this was college. <laughs> oh, oh, this was okay. I did not. I missed out on that one. But. And she would always ask me like, "Why are you Christian? Or why do you believe in this?" And it took me like finally like thinking about it for myself and also hearing her point of view like why are all these other religions wrong and why is this right and all this mm -hmm. stuff and why do you believe in God? And me like going back, doing like research myself, kind of questioning what I believe in to really realize that Jesus and God is like what I wanted to follow and what I truly believed in. It's kind of where I felt my most close with God and started getting really deeper into my relationship with God. Awesome. It was honestly for me at the same time Whenever Jay found God, I found God as well because we were brothers for our whole entire lives and we were always together. And then once we separated, he went to college. I went, I was my, I was still in high school, my okay. senior year. And that's whenever I found God. And I um, was going through a lot of things and that's what helped me out of it. And yeah, you guys are always going to share that like connection yep. and mm -hmm. finding things. What about you, Dustin? Uh, <clears throat> a little bit of a different story, but um, respect with these two have with their relationship with God. I just it took a lot of things going wrong in my life for yeah. me to kind of have to turn to God, which is something that I appreciate every day. But the way that I came to Him, like I had things go wrong with sports and school and relationships and family to the point where I was just like, where do I find happiness? And turn to God. And at this point, I was actually coming back from Kansas City. 
where I met up with these two because I hang out with them all the time and they were telling me about Faithletics and this brand they wanted to get going. I was like, how do I become a part of this? Do I yeah. give you guys a thousand dollars or like do we shake hands and say I'm a part of it? Because like I need this. And yeah. being a part of this keeps me accountable in my faith and who I am. I can't post or create anything without actually believing what I'm doing, you yeah. know, believing in what I'm sharing to these people. So yeah, you know, I had these wrong things uh, happen to me and then turn to God and it's just been nothing but upside from there. You know, obviously there's still, still struggles, but yeah, um, yeah ever Your since then. Your family was religious though, yeah? Super, but yeah. Uh, the church that they had me going to in town was just so not for me. It was kind of like a chore to go there every yeah. Sunday. And so it never felt like a real religious type of connection with God. Yeah. Just kind of was like, oh, we got to do this Sunday. And mm -hmm. then once I was old enough to realize, like, this is important, I've taken it seriously. And it's nothing but positive things for me. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been awesome. I think that's, like, a common theme that I'm seeing even with our last guest, Arthur, where, like, there was always a connection. There was always, like, a religious background. But it was almost that awakening, the Holy Spirit. And it, there's a time in your life where it, it's just timing and when that comes into your life and mm -hmm. it's different for everyone. And going off of that, it's almost as if you never can judge someone for if they haven't found God yet because you don't know where their timing is, right? And you don't know what's happened in their life until they've reached that point, right? Right. But um, so... So you guys started, who started, like, who thought of Faithletics? Which one out of the two? I started Faithletics. <coughs> okay, uh, you thought of it. Yep, yeah, I okay. thought of it, and I had a lot of free time, um, yeah. and that's what I wanted to do. I started a couple businesses, and they all failed. I had about five different ones fail, and then this one, truly, I believed in, and I wanted to just focus on spreading the Word of God rather than making money, and then that's when I really um, prospered and had everything come my way. And once I started believing in God and reading the scripture and everything, the, the money came yeah. along, I guess. Yeah. But or just like everybody trying to spread the word of God together. That's Absolutely. when it all came together. Yeah. And whenever we started giving away a lot of stuff, we started giving back. Like, yeah. um, we give back a lot to our community or churches that are around here teaching us the Bible. And whenever we started giving back, we really started getting back and that's awesome more you yeah. the more yeah. you receive yeah it was all over covid because we had so much time and we were just sitting there on our couch at our parents house back from covid because yeah. we had nothing to do and josh was just like jay i have this idea do you want to get behind it and i was like of course i'm always behind whatever ideas you got yeah. like you're my brother and he told me what it was and i was like i love it and so we just took it from there and just went one step at a time doing trademarks. Thankfully, we had a grandpa who works mm -hmm. in law for copyrights and trademarks and stuff like that okay, who could help cool. us out there. Yeah, maybe you can um, help Free Will out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Free for will. sure. Seriously, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. No, he's good. We just got our first trademark back for like officially got it from the U.S. government and everything. And yeah, it's been two years. Oh, had cool. it all certified. I didn't realize everything. it took that long. Yeah. It's so long. Oh. So wow. long. So many Faithletics logo and then our, the font that we use. And now we're in the works of getting God is Greater Than Our Highs and Lows trademarked. And that's what I got to tat on. Okay, wait. Explain that now. God, God is Greater Than The Highs and Lows. And that means that God is better than any 
anything great that we receive or any lows that we go through, we oh, still have to believe in God. And the mountain the is mountain the, is the high highs and the, the ocean is the low. That is amazing. And Jay actually created this design. Really? And it yeah. was my first tattoo. I created that design. And then my second tattoo, Jay one. actually <laughs> designed and tattooed himself. All and right. Dustin, so we me have, and Dustin yeah. both have it on each other. So you do more probably the design aspect of paper. He does. I do a lot of the the design. He does the website design, the t-shirts designs. Yeah. He's the artist and the creator. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you go uh, to college for? I went to college for engineering, mechanical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was that. I was that guy. Well, Jay I, was, I was the, the valedictorian, nerd. but I just <clears throat> salutatorian. Uh, I just knew that I didn't want to work in like a cubicle. I didn't want to be behind a computer all day. I really liked getting out and talking to people. Yeah. And I just never felt at home kind of with the engineers, but I also, I, so I changed my and major quite a few times. Okay. I was, thought I was going to go to the FBI. Okay. So I went criminal justice. Yeah. And I was like, uh, this is getting Let's really go. political for me. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> So then I went into business because that's where they throw every single athlete. Like when an athlete's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're like, go to the business college. You're going to be fine. And so we go to the business college and I just felt like I wasn't being pushed to where I needed to be pushed. And so I went back into engineering. It took me another year because I had wasted three semesters, but <laughs> ended up with the engineering. And then still I'm like, uh, do I really want to do that? <laughs> nah. Focus on our business and what I really feel passionate about. Yeah, designing t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you guys go to college for? I went to college for marketing. Okay. And I love it. There and we go. It was perfect for the brand. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. Yeah, wow. I was a uh, criminal justice as well. Okay. Like you said you were for a second. But yeah. criminal justice, I only have a year left of it. Haven't done it for the last two years. But have a year left if I ever want to actually do something with it. Right now, I feel like I'm good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. Going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Sometimes um, that's, I mean, relates to me. Sometimes there's a moment where you have to focus on something and you know your time is that, your time is right for doing something out of the ordinary, which is starting a business. You have to just do it. You don't have yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. What was it like juggling sports and studies in high school and college? Because I feel like, I mean, I noticed a lot of boys like kind of like struggling with the study aspect or struggling with even caring about the study aspect yeah. because mm -hmm. in college they were you know they were so focused on wanting to achieve you know that personally i like i had a tougher one like kind of juggling all of it yeah. i was out of town my entire college career and uh had to kind of also pay my rent and groceries and yeah. do baseball and also succeed in school. Yeah. And so finding that in between for them all took a minute. It took yeah. a while. Um, and being an out of town kid with all the things that you have to juggle, mm -hmm. it uh, made me just kind of try to pass school to mm -hmm. be able to play ball yeah. and like do these things that I love. And it worked out. I uh, obviously wasn't a straight A student. I got by mm -hmm. and did my thing. It was awesome. I wouldn't take it back for the world. I miss it every day. Honestly, yeah. I sit back. I'm like, man, I miss California or Kansas City. But it was tough. It was very tough. And now to where like I'm making money doing Faithletics, going to the gym, I got these things going on. I don't feel like I can juggle my school and academic or baseball mm -hmm. in school with what I got going on yeah. now. So while yeah, I had the time, too. I'm forever thankful that I made it happen. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Yeah. Going back to focusing on one thing. Yeah. It's, it's hard for kids. Like, oh, no, it's tough. Yeah. It was tough.
Made it happen though. Yeah. What about you guys? I'd say for me in high school was way easier because you have like this time set out for each period and things like that. And so yeah. sometimes it's like, all right, I'm doing really good in this period. I'm just going to do my homework and get it all done now. Uh-huh. Um, but once you go to college and you got to like really time manage things, like you don't even have to go to class if you don't want to. Yeah, you, exactly. Like you're going to pay for it no matter what, but do I need to go to it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to figure out, do I want to go to baseball? Do I want to go to class? Do I need to do homework? I, I don't know. And a lot of putting partying and stuff aside and giving like select days where I knew it was all, I'm not gonna be able to talk to anybody. I just have to like sit in my room, do homework and like grind out all this math that I had to do. And then I would know, all right, I'm leaving Friday, Saturday, Sunday open for myself. But it took a lot of uh, commitment to school to get through that degree and kind of just balancing what was important or not at the time and setting aside time for the things that were important, basically. It seems like you guys caught on to that discipline pretty well, though. Yeah. yeah. It, you get really, like, you know discipline when you play a sport because... That's what I was going yeah. for. There we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know that, that discipline when you play a sport because there's a time you got to show up, there's uh-huh. a time you got to do weights, and you know you have this set schedule that's planned out for you, and you kind of just have to set, bring that set schedule into your everyday life. I have to set aside, like I have my workout, I have my practice, and then I have my homework time, and then I have my party time. And you just gotta have those set times to really balance everything yeah. out. And it's, it's really like, you have coaches and you have people yeah. planning the stuff for you while you're in sports. Yeah. But once you're out of it, you gotta find a way to become your own coach. Yeah. And coach your life and figure out where you want your life to go and have your life go. And you gotta be your own coach, set your schedules and do stuff like that. So how do you think that now prepared you for the business? Oh, we, I'll, I'll let Josh talk on the goals in a second, but Josh, Josh is our, uh, our, our guide, our, our coach where he's like, Hey boys, I have this goal for this week or this month or this year. And he's like, we need to reach this and let's discuss how we're going to do it. Or I have this idea. Let's think about what we're going to do. We'll all talk together. And then that's kind of where we go from there. But Josh is kind of our, our coach, our, CEO I'd say like task there. manager is kind of what the CEO enrolls. Like, how are we going to get to these goals? I'll set the goals, but how are we going to get to them? Yeah. What do we need to do all together to get to these goals? That's kind of my job as CEO. Just tell this person, do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a leader and work with you as well. I'm going to work side by side with you. We're all going to do these posts. We're going to create these mock-ups together, but we need to set aside a time to do that. And that's kind of what it has to be as a person going through school. You have to set aside the time to do what you have to do. To You have to practice hard by yourself. You have to do these things all by yourself and set aside times to do things right. Yeah. No, I think it's sick when you guys look at your timeline where it's you're, you know, you're in baseball, then, you know, you're playing in college. So it's like we were talking about how sports helped studies, then now studies, you know, sports also helps the business. So it's like it's this timeline of reaching you guys to this point, which like all of those qualities is came from sports. That's right. And I feel yeah. like it's it might be like baseball is one of the most disciplined yes, sports. Exactly. Because you fail so much uh-huh. and you have to revive yourself from that failure. You're used to failure and not many people are used to failure. Uh-huh. And that's why people start a business one day and then 
the next month they're done and they will never touch it again. Yeah. But with baseball, you you got to keep going. You keep going. Yeah. You fail and you you love the sport. You love what you do. And that's why you're there. Yeah. That's why I still play baseball. That's why these guys love baseball and they will yeah. still be in it because you're. It's not addicted to failure, but it's addicted to success after failure. Yeah, absolutely. It's going off of what I was talking about the last episode where I was doing, uh, you have to, it's almost like something has to end for something to be created or something has to like, you know what I mean? There has to be a negative to the positive always. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, how are you guys going to know what the win is like if you don't know what the loss is like? For sure. Uh, Dude, I remember watching you guys, baseball in particular, you guys were getting like, like you guys were training hard and they were on your like case all the time. <laughs> yeah. oh, like yeah. these guys were running all the time from yep. someone like getting in trouble or you guys were work like the work that you guys were doing, setting up the field every single day oh, yeah. and cleaning up the field. No other sport was doing it. Like you don't see the football players like setting up all the cones. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like, an art. Yeah, you guys were like working hard we all the time. We had a day. class specific to building the baseball field. Yeah. 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 It was called horticulture, and we had to go there every six period. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Make the baseball field amazing. Yeah. That's is that everywhere though? That's every school no, everywhere. No, 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 no not at all. It's every oh, really? crazy coach. We had a great coach. <laughs> really. Yeah. A great coach. He was nuts. Looking great. back at it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. It makes you. It makes you appreciate what you have. If you work for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, does. And it's Are like it, it takes still a cool with him right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, right? I just went in and put turf in the cages like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> no. At back at our school? Yeah, Jim yeah. coaches. Oh, and I them. yeah, I, I coached with them over a couple summers. I went back and coached the kids who were up and coming through DL and took them over the summer and did outfield drills with them and nice. worked with all the coaches and everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Going off of that, give me your thoughts on playing defense as a team compared to going up to bat as an individual? I still feel like you're also going up there as a team too. I mean, it's like way different because it's just you at the plate, but there's a lot of things going through your at bat where you have to think in a team setting. So like uh, as a baseball player, when you go up there, there's a lot of different approaches. Okay. And there's like a thing called the team approach when you're at the plate. And it's like moving a runner over, getting a guy in scoring position, so where you trust the guy behind you. And that's kind of where the whole entire team is. Like we have nine players and they're all in a position in a row in that lineup. Leadoff guy gets on, second guy moves them over, team approach. Third guy is our guy that we trust with the bat the most, where we want to hit, get him in, or he gets on, the guy moves over. And the four holes are a big power guy, drive him in. So you kind of have it set up in a team way, but it is an individual at the plate. But you're still thinking about the team every at bat you don't want to swing at the first pitch every time and get out you want to let the pitcher throw pitches see more pitches what does he have does he have a curveball a fastball a changeup? what do they look like that way so you have your leadoff go up which i love leadoff slash two hole i was a, i was a big team guy lefty fast guy uh-huh. so i would go up there and i want to see as many pitches as possible i would always take till i got a strike Okay. which means I'm seeing as many pitches and then I want to see off speed. What does he have? And then I come back to the dugout, no matter what my bat was, if I struck out or if I got a hit, anything like that, I come back and say, Hey, his fastball is moving like this. His fastball is riding or his yeah. changeup's kind of nasty, kind of messed me up. Don't look for the changeup, like hit the fastball before you get that changeup. You might get out or like stuff like that. You're, you're still thinking about the team approach, even though you're a solo guy up at bat. I love that. For the defensive side of it, I'm a pitcher, and so that's the main key of the defense is he's the guy throwing the ball to the batter. 
Okay. And that is more offensive, even though it's on the defensive, than the batter hitting, in my opinion. Because the, the pitcher is the one that starts it all. Yeah. He's the one that throws the pitch. He's the one that decides what the batter is going to get, what he doesn't like, I'm going to throw that. And you have the advantage as a pitcher. No, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. I have in a like I have a 700 batting average against a really good hitter. So 7 out of 10 times I'm going to win. If it's mm-hmm. a really good hitter in the box, he's going to win 3 out of times against me. So I have the complete advantage and that's why I'm on the offense in my opinion because even if I'm one of the worst pitchers, mm-hmm. he's going to get himself out. Mm-hmm. Him, the batter himself is worse than me no matter what, yeah. just based on averages. And I'm a statistics guy. I play the statistics, and I know if I have this pitch, he doesn't hit that well, I'm going to throw that every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give him an advantage at all. Yeah, which is why I was saying, like, as a hitter, you're still going up there as a team. Yeah. Because this guy's going to get us out a lot, and it's my job to tell everyone else on the team how to get a hit or how to get on base. Got so, it. like, we're, we're saying, hey, that changeup is going to get you out hit the fastball, give us a little bit better chance. Cause we, you always have to be talking. You always have to be working with your teammates, trying to figure out the best strategy to find a way on. Yeah. What position were you, Dustin? I was a pitcher as well. So Josh said it perfectly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, you know, being a defensive guy like that, no matter what, it's just dependent on your team. I personally didn't throw as hard as Josh did. So I was real dependent on my guys behind me making a play. So that was big, uh, big teamwork there. Um, hitting you said that well as well Thanks. so yeah no you guys you guys summed it up but. I think that's a really cool concept to tie it into almost like biblically mm-hmm. where even though as an individual there's still the collective consciousness so even though there's this I am you know if there's no me there's nothing yeah. and with nothing there's everything it's just this whole like we're all one and then that's why I always talk about oneness where even though we are this individual consciousness, we are mirroring off of each other to this, like, as a collective in a way. And that shows it in teamwork. All right. So the vibes before the game in nine innings, a lot can change, right? Right. How does your faith play into the game, whether it's a W or an L? It's a good question. Yeah. It Dustin, is. you yeah. first. I'm going to have you take this one. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll go first. Um, <laughs> Baseball, I feel like as a whole, which we all grew up playing, is just a real religious thing in itself. Like we get out there, we run to center field before the game starts, we get in the circle, we pray together, Mm -hmm. we start our stretches, we do our thing. We might even say another prayer beforehand and back in the day have Jay do a backflip before the game starts. Like it's just a real religious, superstitious, there it is, superstitious superstitious thing. Um, But regardless, like things go well, things go bad, you sit out there and you pray and you think and it's just kind of a repetitive process as far as that goes like things go bad we don't exactly i guess pray in game and really tie our religious beliefs but like as far as after the game goes we pray for the next day yeah we are excited for the next day and it's just turning a new leaf but i would definitely say most of it comes pre-game and sitting there getting excited with our guys say a prayer do a little break and we're ready to roll so yeah did you guys fight a lot though when like things went down at all with the other teams no just like i don't know yeah was there ever like yeah i got into a brawl it was like what about with each other though 
with each other. We yeah, had like, a couple did you get like pissed off at each other? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there was a couple like our own dugout, own team brawls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jay okay. was in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, Jay and I had one. We had one. That wasn't during the games. No, <laughs> no, but there was brawls. There's all. We had to get through a few though. It helped us yeah. out. It, it helped us out. <laughs> and when you're when you're part of a team, it's just like siblings. Like all these yeah. guys on my team are my brothers, yeah. and you're gonna fight with your brother or your sibling every once in a while. You know, just being around them so much, we're around each other. Yeah. Seven eight hours a day, pretty yeah. much every single day. And you're, I believe you're like as a to, as a team, bigger. conflict creates greatness. Like okay. the more conflict that you have, the better that it is because you get over these problems and you resolve these things and everybody is along with it yeah like we have a lot of conflict just being three guys but two out of the three wins and you got to just say okay all right i lost yeah. this one yeah, yeah. over rules for sure and, you know, three sure. the power of three yeah. is great we love this yeah usually they always say odds like are not the move because oh. even when you go There's like a party right there's a crowd. There's a party. That's what we say. We say there's a party. Yeah. I bet it's not a good. <laughs> the crowd's getting lit though. There's a crowd. But no, that's true. Does one get sure. overruled a lot? Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> but it's cool. It's Dustin. Because you got two that. brothers. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's kind of hard for him to. Yeah, I'm like, guys, we should do this. And they're like, that's stupid. And then a week later, they're like, guys, we should do this. I'm like, dude, I just said, said that. that. <laughs> yeah, but that's your role, actually. No, it's Sometimes all good. you it's need great. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What we've got going on is working amazing for us. I wouldn't change it for the yeah. world. I'm so thankful for everything we've created. It's awesome. Um, what do you guys see faith like where do you guys see faithletics going in the future i think our goal together is to have a faithletics foundation and where we um just have all these great uh, presentations events and games and we all play for the glory of god and we have competitions for jesus and we give back all of our money into these foundations and we just grow that really Okay. That's where our profits are have been going, and we're wanting to start us up, start that up. So I think this next year we're gonna have the Faithletics Foundation to where people can either donate or just like ten percent of the give or purchases go to the Faithletics Foundation, and that's why we really want to start up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like we have a, a ton of ambassadors around the country right now, but yeah. we want to have events and stuff that bring these ambassadors and these athletes that are in their faith like bring them together and have them like play games we all athletes we love competition yeah so we just have them come out do some kind of competition host a little event and we give away some prizes or donate to a charity that they're all playing for or something something along those lines like where they each have a charity that they want to play for and if their team wins the the event that's where we donate to or something yeah. stuff like that but our goal of faithletics is to just spread the word of god spread the bible get people closer to jesus just by daily scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, no, I think that's the best word to spread. Did you guys? Did you guys think Bryson was gonna be the guy that makes it? After going to UNLV, I didn't really know. Yeah. But once he got his agent, Scott Boris, yeah. he was the number one agent in baseball, and how you get drafted is based on how you play. But it's also who you know. Yeah. Baseball is very political. Mm -hmm. So once 
he got his agent, Scott Boris. I knew he was going to be a first rounder and I knew that Scott Boris wouldn't be signing him to his agency if he wasn't the player that he was. If he didn't, if Scott Boris didn't see something in yeah. him, then he wouldn't be the player that he was. Yeah. But once Scott Boris saw it in him, I, everybody else saw it in him. Yeah. And that's when we had 30 scouts come into our practices to watch him play. Uh-huh. And that's when he, we knew that he was going to be a first rounder. Yeah. And that happened in college. Yep. I remember being at UC Riverside. We were there for a game and Scott Boris was there. And there was probably six to 10 cameras on us. Every single person who hit BP that day. But really, we all knew it was it was there for Bryson. But we were like, mm-hmm. hey, professional scouts are uh, <laughs> recording me today. <laughs> Go check it out, you know. <laughs> but like, you're going to the cage and there's just cameras around the yeah. entire cage while you're hitting. Yeah. But we all knew like it was there for, for Bryson. And it's just like when you're baseball players, same, I mean, honestly, with – same thing with NFL. Like they have the NFL combine where there's like these certain numbers these players have to hit because there's just certain specs that these professional teams are looking for when you mm-hmm. go to try out or like to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's those are those things that you have to hit. And Bryson just hit all of those like checkpoints. Yeah. And it was like as a player, we're like, oh yeah, he's a really good player. I didn't know if he's gonna be a number one, like a first round. You draft have to be pick. a certain height, you have to be a certain weight, you have to throw. A yeah. amount of speed. You have to have an exit velo, which comes off the bat. Mm-hmm. You have to have all these different types of numbers. Mm-hmm. And baseball's really a statistics game, and he had all of them. Okay. Yeah. Getting off of what you were saying, Bryce Harper, Vegas athletes. I feel like you were saying it earlier that Vegas is underplayed on the type of athletes that come out of here. Uh, one of the reasons why I feel like that's the case is because when you look at the East Coast, they're not playing ball right now. You know what I mean? It's cold. It's snowing. You guys get to play ball year-round, and you get that practice year-round, and I think that's a super big advantage for us here in yep. Vegas is our weather is just pretty good all the time. It's beautiful. Yeah. But, like, still as as athletes, sometimes it's good to take a little break, especially even baseball players. We're okay. throwing so much. There's so many people getting Tommy John and things overusing yeah. their arm. And what Wait, all three sorry, of you us, call him, you call it a Tommy John, Tommy John. That's the surgery that you get on your elbow, it's oh. the most which is named in after. Yeah. It's named after a pitcher named Tommy John. Yeah. Who got the injury. To okay. Begin with. Okay. And so that like happens to a lot of people who overuse their arm and it's happening a lot to younger kids because they're throwing curveballs and things earlier that puts a lot more stress on their ulnar collateral ligament. But for us, we, you got to find a balance between your sport and like taking a break, which is kind of nice that the East coast players get that break. Yeah. And for us, we all went into tennis. I forgot you guys did tennis. Yeah. We played tennis. We were doubles partners and Dustin was a part of the team as well. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Josh were uh, doubles partners, and we had headbands that said Nighthawk and Dragon on it as a, a doubles team. <laughs> and we would win by playing mind games to the opponents. <laughs> we would have a handshake. Each point that we won, we would add on to the handshake. <laughs> we would add on, like, another thing. So the, at the end of the game, if we beat them, the handshake lasted a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> like, the handshake lasted forever. If at we least. knew we were going to lose, we would just try and lose all of the balls. Okay. So we would just take batting practice off of the tennis player serving and just hit it as far as we possibly could. Yeah, basically what we're saying is we just did not understand any of the um, 
do's and don'ts of tennis. We were just baseball players who knew how to win. Yeah. And uh, we just went out there, and the tennis coach was like, I need you guys on my team. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, these guys will win, and they don't care how they got to do it. <laughs> but so, wait, I'm kind of confused. You said you needed a break for your arm, and yeah. then you kept using it? Well, yeah, but it's... <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Different than how you're using it in baseball. Yeah. yeah. You're you're holding like a racket and it's a little bit lighter than throwing that baseball like a hundred percent all the time. Tennis, you have to place it in this little square. Yeah. Baseball, I'm trying to swing as hard as I can, hit that ball yeah. out of this park. I don't it's care different. if it's out of this park by a hundred feet or if it's out of yeah. this park by one foot. I'm <laughs> just trying to like hit this thing weight. hard. <laughs> you, you gotta put spin on it, you gotta have placement. Joshua's Joshua always said. Placement over power, Jay. Because I'm just the hitter. I'm trying to hit that thing as hard as I can. And Josh is like, placement over power. He's the pitcher, placing it on the strike zone where he needs to, curveballs here and there, spinning it. But for baseball compared to tennis, they have the exact same swing. So, like, tennis, the serve is the same as a pitcher throwing a ball. The only difference is you're holding on to the racket as you finish. And for some reason, baseball, you throwing it and putting stress by releasing it that causes the Tommy John. Yep. No tennis player has ever had that. They have tennis elbow, and that comes mm. from holding the racket. So it's a completely <laughs> different sorry. injury. Yeah, you, have both. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have both problems. <laughs> yeah, now I have both problems. Yes, exactly. I have tennis elbow and the baseball elbow. <laughs> what comes with golf? Golf. I know you guys are playing golf. Oh, now, we right? play golf all the time. <laughs> Back problems. Yeah, my Anger. wrists hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Anger. Anger so golf is so hard. But also, let me say this: of being one who played tennis, tennis is the hardest sport you'll ever play. <laughs> okay, one of them. One of them. I played over, over 100%. golf. One hundred percent. Okay, maybe not over golf, but <laughs> being a guy who's athletic. Yeah. Playing baseball, being one of the cool kids in high school, watching these kids in the classroom just be nerds and not talk to anyone, and then go out to the tennis court and whoop me, yeah, I guess, lightly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. It was so angry. I'm over here. Like they said, you're trying to hit the ball out of the park. I'm trying to hit the tennis ball out of the park, yeah. and I'm not winning, and I'm angry. And <laughs> I didn't win. And yeah, it was no. Yeah, it was, it was hard. So I tried track and field. <laughs> <laughs> I did cross country, and that was stupid too. Yeah. Why am I paying money to run right now? Like yeah. I can do this anytime I Yo, want. Yeah, never was, was a sport I yeah. get into. High school, I was trying to figure out what was for me. So. <laughs> 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 Whatever, though. Um, all right, so you're going to college. You're playing baseball. You're building a business. Where does dating come into play? Ooh. So a yeah. lot of my audience is Miami. They're used to Miami culture, that type of dating scene. What's it like out here in Vegas and with you guys? Okay. Okay. Jimmy. Well, having a business, playing baseball, I'm still in college. I would say that dating comes last in my priorities. <laughs> Um, also, I played baseball in Cap. Mexico. No. Uh, Cap. Stop. Okay, dating comes in yeah. somewhere around there. Like, girls list kind of high on my priority list, a little too high. Um, they shouldn't be as high as they are, but I love women. <laughs> and, um, and, like, the, dating is my free time. 
talking to girls is my free time. If I sit on the toilet, I, that's when I talk to girls. The only time I talk to girls, they get a bathroom selfie of me sitting down on the toilet. That's about the only time I Snapchat women or text girls. Like my priorities are <laughs> baseball, running the Instagram, having fun, and then it's women. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man, I don't want to answer this. Um, the, the girls are there, you know. They, uh, I don't try as much as, um, you know, maybe some of our friends do. Josh. Josh. Um, but they're there. They're also ranked too high on my scale as well. I've got things that I need to get in order before I talk or hang out with these girls it doesn't always work out that way but uh hope this doesn't get put in the podcast as a guy (laughs) you gotta find time for the girls and it's on to my friend jay (laughs) (laughs) and we'll be right back (laughs) dude no no but who's nervous to talk about this question Where do I start, guys? Just say that you fall. Hey, off. Do you know? Okay, fine, fine. You know, you just, you just say, you just fine. Yeah, so I have a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fall in love with a new girl every weekend. <laughs> no, seriously. Why aren't they working out? Like, why isn't one sticking? You know, these women just don't want love, Tony. They don't want a real man. Yeah, Who wants to be there for them. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. They want a player. Yeah. She's going to treat them terrible. Uh huh. So I've been trying that out lately. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys think that it's women working. Are, <laughs> it's working. Yeah. Do you think women are the ones that have the problem? No, I think it's just the whole entire culture, honestly. Yeah. It's people are scared to fall in love now. I yeah. feel like well, it's, it's like they're, everyone's yeah. always like, there's so many options to like find your perfect person. There's dating apps. There's. Yeah. So Instagram, you can see every single picture they post, but then we're like, still, I see every picture you post. Don't trust it. <laughs> Are you a catfish? I don't know. They see my entire dating profile. They're like, they're totally capping on half the things they say on here. So like, you're always looking for your perfect person. And it's just like, you just got to find someone that you're willing to like, put up with what they're like, are they down for you? Or are they not down for you? Are you willing to put up with their yeah. like insecurities, their flaws? And are you willing to like work on it together? Yeah. But it's like hard to find a person who's down to like, try that. They, everyone wants it. to find someone who's perfect. absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah. And it's problem. really hard That's to find so someone good. who's perfect. Yeah. 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 The problem is trying to find somebody perfect. I heard something that a girl told me, she said, as long as you love 80% of me, then that should be fine. Like, yeah. if, as long as you are willing to work on that other 20%, then mm. we are willing to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And I said, 80% of me loving you isn't enough. To be honest with you, like, I need at least 90. Uh, there's Wait, a what? lot of things that are wrong with you, and it, I might not like you for 80% of who you are. Yeah. That might have been the problem, but... <laughs> ahead, ask your question. Ask your question. She, wait, she she needed eighty, and you were like, "I need 90. Yeah, yeah, a hundred. I need. Yeah, no. She had a point in loving eighty percent of somebody, but I didn't. 
around 80% of her, <clears throat> I okay. think, was a problem. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, going off of that, it's the misconception of the soulmate where I feel like we have this emphasis of, I'm going to find that soulmate. And then when you're, like, dating, you're always like, oh, red flag, green flag, red flag. Mm. And it's like, there's going to be red flags. And, yeah, it's, is are you willing? Is the connection there t- for you to, like, be willing to work on it? And are you willing to even just accept the person? Because yeah. I feel like that's another thing is people just, they judge a lot. And they're like, oh. But. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like you just you have to find someone that, like, they connect on your moral values. They find you attractive. Yeah. You, you both find each other attractive, of course. And it's just, are you willing to work on something together? Also, yeah. like. Uh, with God, that's one of our moral values. Like, are we willing to get closer together with God or is that part of our relationship or is it not? And that's kind of like one of your main things you got to take, like what are your really important things in this relationship that you're looking for? And then what are the things that we can kind of work on together? I can kind of like let you do your own thing and I'll have my own things. And it's just whether you want to work it out with that person or whether you don't. Going off of that, the way I view the concept of oneness is – every relationship that I do have is a relationship with God too. Mm -hmm. So like every, like if it's a friendship, my relationship with my parents, my relationship, you know, significant other, that is a relationship with God because, you know, we're all connected with God. I'm God, you're God. So you should be treating it as a relationship with God. I think with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the foundation of a relationship has to start with God. Yeah. And I feel like if you start the relationship with God, you kind of lose it whenever you take God away or you have sex. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever I lose the foundation of the relationship and then the relationship goes out. When you have sex? When I have sex. Okay. When I have sex, like, out of marriage. Yeah. I feel like I kind of lose the love that I have for this person. Okay. Yeah. Just as a Christian, I... Because it's almost just, like, kind of a, what would you call it, a lustful feeling? Yeah, yeah. Yep. and I'm not supposed to have that lustful feeling, but yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. But you have it, yeah, as a but, human. And being. I think this generation totally lost that guilty consciousness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, when you're having even just a lot of multiple partners, there, there's no more feeling of that guiltiness of, you know. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Sure. Yeah. What about anything else on that? You guys got anything? So, yeah, Miami has just been a really intense, I think, what I've witnessed in dating culture. It's yeah. just, it's super, like, lack of commitment and all of that. It's super just materialistic. And do you think We're Vegas pro- is like that? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Vegas I- is super materialistic and, I guess, followers to a point, what you have, um, not a lot of loyalty, not a lot of commitment. You find someone good in Vegas, you got to keep them close, I feel like. Right. And it's honestly, I feel like in the past few years since Vegas kind of boomed, it, I've seen that characteristic in the dating scene a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like even when you do find a person where you're like, oh, I can do this with them, it still is the grass greener on the other side. And that's just imprinted into this generation. Right. And it's like being in Vegas, you can go to x y and z bar and find 50 to 100 different girls that you can go and talk to and see if you have a better fit yeah and it's like oh do i have a better fit i'm just gonna go out to the bars tonight and then i'm gonna talk to a bunch of other people and see if it works or not and it's it's kind of tough 
I feel like we were all put through these situations, like you going to Miami. Mm -hmm. You were put there to see that grass isn't greener on the other side. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) And we've been through these relationships in Las Vegas to see what we truly need. And Uh this isn't what we needed. This isn't us. And those relationships are over now. And I'm so grateful for that. And you had your experiences. We had our experiences. And everything happened for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Everything always happens for a reason. Yeah. So... To basically sum it up in a shorter sense, it's the way a man pulls a girl. That's the way it began is how do you, what's your game, right? So there's the red pill and there's the blue pill. So the red pill is the more, you know, he he takes a, a little longer to respond. He's playing you a little bit. He's that guy that you were talking about that you are now testing out to become. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so that's the, the that's the red pill and that's how he pulls the girl. And the blue pill is more the the you know he's he's the the best friend. He's the guy that you know the girl's going to cry on his shoulder. You're you're there. <laughs> you're, Mr. Nice Guy. But that's still how that's his game. That's how he pulls the girl. <laughs> yep. Okay. Hey man. Yeah. So hey hey blue pills are keepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blue pills are keepers ladies, okay? Stop falling yeah. for these red pill guys, all right? We're here for you. <laughs> but yeah, and that's what basically like the whole red pill community it turned into this like we got to be alpha men, like the movement of like when men are becoming weak, so we need to be alpha and all that. So now it's just like a little bit skewed yeah. on the internet. Yeah. But I still see it as how you pull. And yeah, I mean, you just answered it for yourself. You know what you are. Yeah, he knows. He yeah, I mean, knows. I, w- hey, I would say you guys are all. Hey, men, red pill pills. works though. I'll tell you, red pill, red pill works. I but both. But work. blue pill is when you want to find something. Yeah, for real. exactly. But you're right. Women, I think, have this problem of looking for red pills, um, or not even looking for them, just always. I guess attracting them. Yeah, That's what they're attractive them. they're attracted to. I don't know. You you want what you can't have. Yeah. You want what you can't have. Yeah. And, yes. and that's why the blue pill kind of works. Because yeah. whenever you have a boyfriend, <laughs> that best friend is right there and you want what you can't have. You can't have the boy the best friend. Yeah, I guess. So once you're done <laughs> with the boyfriend. Uh, no, but really, yeah. One- so what do you think what pill do you think that we take? She said blue. Blue, you guys are all blue. All We're blue. all blue? Yeah. All blue. No, I'm blue. Wow. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I don't know. Honestly, wait, this is different though, because I don't know what you guys are like now. Yeah. I don't know what what I mean, we life were, and, and we were kind of growing up has more done. Of a blue. She's not wrong. Definitely was, in, yeah. in high school, you guys yeah. were all blue. I would not say now because we were all friends with Tony. We were all friends with Tony. We weren't like trying to get with Tony. Our yeah. friend was dating her. And we were all friends. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> we don't. T- I don't. We'll I haven't dated anyone. Right right. <laughs> She's single. <laughs> I've been single my whole life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but the blue pill is also, I mean, in nowadays of the media, probably guy that the girl is going to have better conversation with in my sense i feel like nowadays like i feel like you make the, like the blue pill makes the girl feel comfortable which is yeah. nice and do you not feel like it's more of what girls want nowadays is a blue yeah. pill guys i mean i think it depends on honestly your your spirituality and where you are in life mm. and yeah where i mean yeah yeah no, Just, I, I can understand that. if you're stuck in the physical if you're or if you're 
looking for the heart, honestly. Because you're right, like what you were saying earlier, that you're being like this nice guy and these girls just don't want it. Well, there's going to be a girl that's like, no, I mean, he has a genuine heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know if you can find them. Let me know. If you- <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know in five years. Yeah. <laughs> I'll shoot some your way, maybe. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> um, anything else? Uh, Any questions? I'd have a question for you. Yeah. Um, starting this podcast, because, like, you are on the same page with us as far as, like, you really just went out of your way, started something that a lot of people didn't even really think you could do. Yeah. And you're out here doing it. Yeah. How have you found, like, the support from your, not exactly family, because I'm sure they support you, but, like, your friends, people that you've grown up with, how do you find them supporting what you have going on now? Like, Yeah, that's a good question. Um. I mean, haters are going to hate. So that's definitely, especially me, like, moving to Miami, I think you see the social media game and you see the best parts of someone's life, which is not the case. Like, of course, I'm going to show you every time I'm happy. Why would I show you every time I'm sad? Right. Um, And, yeah, I think uh, just off of even my move, that's when I already narrowed down like my even like my childhood friends and like who was actually even still reaching out, who was actually there for me. And with that, those are probably the only people that still like support like the like the pod and who I even talk to about that. Other than that, I don't even talk to anybody else about the podcast really. Or like just the come up or just like anything about Miami because eh. Like, yeah. I don't really care. Like, I don't really yeah. care about anyone's opinion. You got to just kind of do your own thing and, like, stay passionate about what you want and focus on your goal and, like, no one else's opinion matters because it's negative opinions. It's always like, oh, what is she doing out there? Like, oh, that's stupid. Oh, it's, like, crazy to start a podcast, but also I hear the thing of, oh, everyone has a podcast. And it's like, well, it's like, well, misery kind of feeds off of misery. But there is, like, people, like, I mean, you guys are sick. Like, you guys, you know, or they're supporting. And I do have people like on media that are like, yeah, this is sick. Yep. But yeah. it's definitely, you see the the downs. But honestly, that's, I see it as like fuel for the tank. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah ours is kind of like, our super close friends are like, just mad at us. They're not part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then it's like the friends that we like, we're cool with and mm-hmm. that we're like, hey, I see what they're doing. Like, they respect what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, good for them. Like, I, I can see that they're growing and yeah. I want to support them and I'll I'll buy a shirt and respect the brand. But it's yeah. like it's weird how like the super close friends are kind of like, and you know, I'm not part of it. And they're not they don't want to yeah. give me free stuff all the time. But no, it's like, right. why don't why don't the friends just wanna support what your friends are doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just like if I went to a restaurant or a, a car wash or whatever I'm doing that like my homie owns, like I want to pay for what I'm doing because I want to support you. But they people mooch and they expect like exactly. a freebie actually. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> thanks for the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because you're you're supporting us. We're we're exactly. all in the come up together <laughs> and we respect exactly. it. <laughs> it's kind of the people who have businesses who have taken this risk. Yeah. That are the ones that support you. Yeah. Like with us and our brand, yes. The people that have their own businesses and have tried to start their own brand, they're the ones mm-hmm. that are buying our shirts. Yeah. And like I only wear my friends' clothing brands and that's kind of who I support. Like mm-hmm. our cousin has a brand and he wears our stuff, I wear his stuff. Yeah. And it's just like 
we respect each other because of the game that we have. Dude, and honestly, yeah. that's like the only way we're going to survive right now with just what's going on in our economy is we need to support each other. We yep. need to stop supporting just the big brands. Like we should, you're right, we should be only wearing our like small businesses, yep. brands and foods and whatever. But yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to start only wearing it's awesome though because like even when people look at you and they're like oh what is that and then there's a conversation starter about yeah your friend's clothing company yeah. and they're like oh this is awesome they're based in vegas and then you're helping each other yeah. that's like totally like that brings in the community yeah yeah, yeah no I, absolutely and i mean even aside from it being wearing clothes it's you leave a like you leave a comment subscribe mm -hmm. you like a story every now and then it just goes so much further than i feel like people think it does but like like i said from us starting this up kind of out of nothing just how you have we've kind of mm -hmm. realized that not everyone wants to be like that oh dude i support you here's yeah. like here's a like like it's yeah. so simple but yeah 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 and it's uh people don't realize if you support me like it's going to come back to you you know what i mean so if yeah, like our like 100%. if we're all like growing together you are going to also grow but these people they get just i call it stuck in the 3d yeah. which is they think okay if you're doing good it's bad for me no if i'm doing right. good it's right. good for you right. like oh, and awesome. if you had some savvy you would maybe benefit if you like worked Compete. your way you know what i mean like it's if i'm your friend why wouldn't you use me in a, like, a, a, just an advantage in a way? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to help you anyway. Yeah. Even so, we started our business basically during COVID, which was during the middle of me and Josh's college baseball career. Yeah. And when we finally, like, brought it back, half the team is like, okay, like, sure, bro, you're starting a clothing brand and whatever. Yeah, we have NIL deals now, yeah. which is kind of what we wanted to start with. Yeah. And then – that year happens and we make our amount of sales and we grow X amount of followers and yeah. they're like, okay, okay yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And yeah. then we go into our, our senior year and now we're, we just eclipse, like we're about to be at 90,000 followers Yeah, and we're making a good amount of sales and now they're all That's finally amazing. looking at us. Like it took yeah. us like hitting that clothing point. brand too. And it's because they do really sick reels that are, I mean, what, how would you describe it? Josh just Bible pitching. verses, yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. pitching, yeah. Bible verses. It, it was all Josh's Some idea. Josh, yeah. yeah. Josh yeah. is the marketing yeah. genius behind the reels, yeah. and he just found this like niche because uh -huh. it was really yeah, like narrowing down our niche yeah. is what we needed. Uh -huh. And Josh just found this thing, and it hit, and we were like, "We're using it until it doesn't work." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and we doubled down. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Once you have something that works, you double down on it, mm -hmm. and so we a hundred down it pretty mm -hmm. much like we just kept doing the same thing because it was working mm -hmm. and we didn't post anything else but it was just like this it says the coldest bible verse or the coolest bible verse or mm -hmm. this bible verse for happy people or if you want to yeah. be happy if you yeah. want to find something yeah um, and, and then, then we made you can you can oh, do yeah. so much with that yes 100 I mean, like, and what's good about like bible's the, a big book <laughs> it's a big book and it's not trademarked <laughs> and we can say whatever we want from it we can choose the best yeah. ones we can choose the best things yeah. yeah and we just make people wait in the watch time that's what got people hooked that's the algorithm working for us dude it's the music it's, it's the music you're like it's like the boom, boom, boom. and, and then the like, bass drop you just want to listen yeah. to that yeah, yeah. which also even even the music, we there's a weird thing about 
watching stuff on social media is they like controversy. Yeah. And so Josh kind of nailed it where he was like, we're bringing this thing that we want, but there's going to be a little bit of controversy in it because Absolutely. controversy and like the comments and having people talk in your comment section is huge. Mm-hmm. It just keeps people on there and keeps people going on and yeah. acting on it. And so the like song that we used, you can't even tell what words it's saying, but mm-hmm. it just sounds like deep, maybe slightly evil. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it is um, that grunge, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, grunge. Grunge. yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when it hits, you get the Bible verse. Yeah. And then so we had people like saying, amen, I love the Bible verse. And then we had people saying, what kind of music is this? This music is terrible. But that honestly, we're like, leave it. Because yeah. a lot of people want to delete their hate comments and delete the hate off their stuff. But really, th- that hate is is fueling you. Because yeah. then all your followers and everyone we already had was backing us up and was saying, no, like, this is amazing. Or like what are you doing on here? Like, no, Jesus is amazing. Just look at the verse, things like that. And then they're all just helping us out, keeping it all going. (laughs) This is going to allow me to back myself up on, I had a clip that went uh, like viral and the way like people started talking about it was because the caption to it was leave America by 2030. (laughs) But like when I was like talking on the pod, I was not stating that. Like no. I was not saying like it was just the caption of me saying that, yeah. and every comment was like, "Well, you don't have to leave. Well, you should say." <laughs> and I'm like, I literally was like, "No, leave it," because they're talking, and that's not what I meant. But yeah. we'll take it. The controversy. So yeah, yeah. you have to keep. I'm it. not stating to leave America by 2030. <laughs> Do what you want. <laughs> we we have controversy on everything, and that's what we've noticed. Also, like from our brands, like we spread nothing but positivity and love and just connecting with people, but people find a way to turn it negative. And yeah. so, like, regardless from the music, we have one of our good friends hitting a home run and coming into home plate and he's holding up this, and people are like, Oh, that's the devil, and blah, blah blah. He's like, I think it's I love you or yeah, something. I'm like, right? Yeah. There's like half of our comments are like, Why is he saying some devil symbol? I'm like, <laughs> right, but like it gets it fueling, like yeah. you're saying, but yeah. it's like people will just find anything, anything to just be like, Oh, you yeah. guys suck. Well, we blew up on TikTok first, and it's from all the hate comments. Okay. And TikTok is just I didn't realize you guys blew up on TikTok first. Yeah, that's how we We blew up. We we realized that Instagram is more of a safer place for our business and more it adheres to our Mm -hmm. target audience because people with their own personal profiles, like say Josh Sharman and Tony, you comment amen and you're a good person. Mm -hmm. But on TikTok, your username 211 and you can comment whatever the heck you want. So people were just letting it eat on everything and saying whatever because they didn't care who they were or what they came out to be as. But with your personal Instagram, yeah, you kind of can't say anything bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wonder why. We'll be right back. Okay. So we all went to Young Life, right? Yeah. How do you guys think Young Life impacted our childhood or just even faithletics do you think it had yeah i think it has an impact yeah i think it has an impact oh wait real quick sorry sorry not to cut you off young life is what would you describe it can someone describe it dustin you're good at this (laughs) yeah i was in it for a minute um young life's like a youth church group that uh we would get together every monday for like a night to make your week on a monday which was unheard of and it was fun singing praying with all the people from high school 
Thursday night was a Bible study and it really meant to connect you to God before you were able to like get out into the world and kind of make yeah. your own decisions. You know, it was like, like in a good way though, yeah. I, you know, it was, you get there, you connect with the people you go to school with, you have a good time, you pray and you get out. But it personally, for me, it helped everything I did during, uh, during high school. It was a high school thing, right? There yeah. was in the middle. Yeah. We all would go weekly and we would do like really fun things. Yeah. And then we'd have camps. So we all went to, I went to winter camp and summer camp. Yeah, me too. I went to both of them. Yeah. You said, go ahead and finish your question, though. What was the question? I think you said, how did it, like, relate Oh, to ha- yeah. Do you think it had an impact, like, just coming into Faithletics? Yeah, it did. Um, I personally, they might have a different story. I was focused on the wrong things at the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't exactly taking it as serious as, like, a Thursday night Bible study. Because it was fun. God. It was, it was <laughs> it really was fun. fun. It was really we fun. We had paint wars. Yeah. yeah it was, it was it, what was it? Turkey trot or something? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it was. Regardless, it was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. But uh, it helped me as far as Faithletics is going right now. Like, familiar with the Bible verses, understanding the stories of the Bible, and actually realizing that there's a genuine connection to be made. Mm-hmm. 100% helped me out with my knowledge and my uh and my religion and everything. Yeah. I'm forever thankful for Young Life, yeah, for me sure. Too. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? You guys um, went yeah. a few times. I brought you guys a few times. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. For me, um, Young Life correlated to Faithletics because I realized not everybody's a perfect Christian. Yeah. And it kind of helped me be an imperfect Christian because mm-hmm. I was around other people that were doing the same exact things as me, and I could be a Christian as well. Like if I was mm-hmm. drinking or anything, like, I was still a Christian and I still believe in God and Mm -hmm. all these other people were proud Christians and I became a proud Christian because of that. Yeah. And because of the people we like God forgave our sins and we all did that together because we all knew we were making mistakes. That's that was high school. Yeah. And we all like God forgave us of our sins and we're okay now. And that's kind of what our brand is about. It's imperfect Christians. We are born imperfect and God forgives us. Yeah. And it's so interesting because young life did a good job at, yeah, there was so, because, because it was so much fun, it brought in so many kids that probably wouldn't have even had a connection or a relationship with God. And yeah, it did a good job at doing that. That's what we want to do as our brand. Yeah. We want to be, that to yeah. where we bring in imperfect people to mm-hmm. our brand and bring them to the light of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like that's where it comes in with our brand is because as athletes, we really, it's hard to find time to like talk to Jesus all the time or like read your yeah. Bible or go to even church on Sunday We we played baseball every single Sunday yeah. for in the entire spring. We had a game on Sunday, mm-hmm. so we couldn't make baseball or like you look at NFL players, they play on Sunday. You're not making church, yeah. but um, you just realize like there's a lot of people in different stages of their faith mm-hmm. and young life did a really good job of making faith fun. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of just like what I feel like we want with faithletics is just yeah. like show them that there's like a fun side of faith right. while you're playing sports, yeah. which is kind of like, I feel like why the, those reels and things kind of hit with our target audience. Cause it's like, we're having fun, but there's also faith yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of just wherever you're at in your like journey of faith, like become yeah. part of it and grow if you want, but, Stick around for some pretty cool reels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love yeah. that. Um, how do you feel like you're spreading your faith through this podcast? <laughs> so, I don't know if I want to do that question. <laughs> <laughs> I did a hit deep. That's hit like deep. literally like, oh. 
You Indeed. want me to tell you my life purpose right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, show yes. us. Let's People tell came followers. here for you. Well, you brought us on this podcast. To yeah, this is yours. we want to hear yours. No, so, so the way that I'm bringing in my faith through the pod is, I as I mentioned, I have the concept of oneness and togetherness, and the way I view the Bible is, I view it as a major key to the universe, and I view it as one of many truths. Um, I do think that, um, and but the difference that free will is, it's not like, it's not Christian based, not Catholic based, not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not based of anything. It's, it brings in every ideology and it brings in every concept. So that's why I've talked about, you know, numerology, I've talked about astrology, I've talked about, you know, dimensions and cosmic and the Bible and talk about like a lot of those things on this platform because I think the problem with each is the separation and I think if you were to find a way to teach everyone to be open to every concept and to find truth in everything you'll find universal truth. And going off of that, if you want to get really deep into it on a lot of my studies, I truly believe that Jesus Christ was almost uh, like a Buddha before he even started his prophecy. He started at 33 years old, right? Was it 30 or 33? Do you, do you guys know? He was 33 years old when he started his whole prophecy. And I and when like you look at what he was doing, his journey before, he was traveling to India. It's like He was traveling all around the world getting like basically I think universal knowledge from everyone and then when you just see the wording in the bible he talks about oneness he talks about togetherness and I think there's there was some type of uh literal message that we we lost as a society that like created the separation if that makes sense you know what I mean yep so it's a big concept to go into but I feel like my way of this platform and free will is basically realizing you have free will and realizing that we're all, when I said we're all everything and everything is nothing, if that makes sense, which I think is exactly what God was trying to say is, you know what I mean? Yeah. You said no, it sure. earlier and it, yeah. it was said perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was money. Exactly what you said. Like you touched up on it perfectly. And I think it's things that we all struggle with every day. Like personally, things that are said in the Bible keep me up at night. Like, yeah. It, like you said, it has to be a all in or nothing thing. Like you can't move around a few of the rules of the Bible to be like, Oh, he will still love me. Like you have to follow every single commandment and things that it, things yeah. it says. And personally I've been brought like that question has been brought forth to me a few times and it's just so hard to give up things that you love, like music or I mean, even food to a point, like you got to convince your family to be a part of what you've got going on. And that should never really be a problem. But there's just so many things that really dive into this, you going to heaven and Jesus loving you thing that truly scare me and keep me up at night. And so I I get where you're coming from there. Relaying off of that, but do you think God or Jesus really wanted you to like suffer and make yourself not enjoy the pleasures of music? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, see, so I couldn't even 
tell you. And like, it's every day that I wake up and I pray I'm learning and gaining more knowledge about what he truly wants me to do. Yeah. But I also ask myself the same thing. Like, would he want me to give up all these things and make me happy? Like, I don't feel like it's like me really going against him. Yeah. And also that contradicts with things in the Bible. And like I said, every day I wake up and I read the Bible and I pray I'm learning, I'm gaining more knowledge. And I just hope to, by the end of my life, to have the right understanding of what he's trying to talk to me about, what he's trying to tell me. So I really wish I could have an answer for you and be like, oh, yeah, you don't have to give up these things, but I truly don't know. I'm trying to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I guess going off of that again, the way I would maybe say the flaw is in our concept of the New Testament and taking it so literal is thinking that it's uh, an external force, is thinking that God is an external force. I genuinely believe that God is within. And I think when I say, like, I am God, you are God, and when Jesus Christ said, I am, I think he really meant, like, we're this consciousness, this collective consciousness, and we are literally God's consciousness separated into individual consciousness, learning how to be a collective. Mm-hmm. So when they were, like when Jesus Christ was saying like no like I am like I am God I am the son of God I think he was saying we all are mm-hmm. right so well, that's what you're saying like the holy trinity it's yeah. the father the son and then the holy spirit which is within yeah like, exactly you have god inside you have jesus inside mm-hmm. of you especially like you commit yeah. to god he's he's part of you exactly and like like I know what you're saying like we're all part of this we're all connected mm-hmm. and like even with faithletics we we like Catholics. We like Christians. We like any anyone really like. Mm-hmm. If you have faith and you believe, that's why I like, like we, faith. Letics yep. too. Yeah, yeah. We we aren't just strictly for Christians. We if you have faith and you believe in like God and the higher power and like you want to be better, mm-hmm. like you can be part of part of us. And we yeah. understand that like no one is a perfect Christian. And like yeah. both of you guys are saying like it's so hard to like commit to these strict values, but also the whole entire point of like sending Jesus down was to realize that we aren't perfect and he's going to die for our sins. And we have to just realize that we aren't, we aren't going to be perfect. We're not going to fit these demands Mm -hmm. that God's sending out for us. And we need him to get to like where we want to go. I love that. That was good. Thanks. I just, you know, it's funny. The, the ring, this ring is, it says faith on it. I have one faith, one hope. I got this at summer camp at Young Life, my first yeah. one, and I literally, that's when I was like, I'm wearing these rings for the rest <laughs> of my life, because that's when I thought, I literally was like, I'm connected to God, like, and I, I've worn them every single day since I got them. That's actually that amazing. crazy, that's awesome. right? the way that you even said that right now, like, every time I went to summer camp or winter camp with a Young Life, I left feeling the most connected to God yeah. I ever could, and I was, right. like, spreading the word, and this and yeah. that, and then it was like... A month later, and I'm like, man, you I need forgot. to go back to summer camp. <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's why we had winter camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They knew it was coming around. <laughs> Seriously. That is awesome. I didn't even know, like, I got this one for Faith Lex, then you got yeah, one too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to wear <laughs> these awesome. every day too. Yeah, for the rest yeah. of your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
What are you gonna uh, do? What boys? No. Sorry, man. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> he was in New Mexico. Uh, this is the The guy that we got him oh, from really? literally looked at our fingers and was I don't even know the size, but he was like nine. Like, what are you talking about? Do you have five fingers? What do you mean? And he's like, No, size nine. Yeah. <laughs> and he called it perfectly both times. Perfectly. Yeah. He was like Dustin's time. pointer finger, nine. Yeah. Your pinky, nine. <laughs> 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 it's not even that funny, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> that boy jazz. Gotta give you you gotta give me You laid it up to me. I just I had didn't, to take I it didn't, in. I, mm. yeah, no, I, <laughs> dunk it in. That boy. All right. Uh how do you guys feel? Do you guys have any last comments, questions? Concerns. Oh, feel good about it. Feels good saying? being back in Vegas, honestly. I haven't yeah. been back in a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Vegas missed you, Tony. I said, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm never going to look back, and I didn't look back. <laughs> yeah. So you have your So you have your law degree. No. We're turning this interview around on you. So what did you go to college? What did you go to to, I went for a year. And after the year, I... And after being in Miami and doing, like, the podcast, it was just calling my name. I just knew this is... It was the timing that I was talking about where I was like, I knew there's no time to waste. I'm not going to do school right now. I can always go back. And I'm going to do this. So... Might as well try and go for it. It's like the time is now. The time is now. Like... 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. For everyone, like if you're wanting something and you feel yeah. like something's calling to you, just do it. It's, yeah, just do it. Who cares who yeah. is talking crap about you or who, even your family, if they don't believe in it, just go and do whatever you love. And if you give 100% effort in it, then you can do it. Yeah. Yep. And even like thinking something is hard, like I'm sure even starting the business, you're like, oh, I want to do this. And then you realize, Oh, I have to figure out how to, uh, I don't know, supply the T-shirts or how to connect to this person to then supply this or whatever, the, you know, whatever company stuff you guys have to do. And I feel like people get scared and they feel like they can't do it. But you can. I promise there's Google and YouTube and you can learn all of this stuff. And I feel like our generation needs to pick that up because we have so many resources like we can use yeah. all of these resources and do a lot with it yep. yeah i feel like the biggest complications for me starting this brand it wasn't how to get the followers or how to get the supplies mm-hmm. it was like kind of my personal brand and sharing what i'm doing on the side with everybody else and i got a lot of hate for it and like i'm i'm not the per- most perfect christian and my f- followers yeah. kind of knew that they were uh-huh. like what is this guy doing what is this guy doing trying to start a christian brand um and he's this, this guy yeah this guy. <laughs> what this is guy. what is josh doing what's he, what's he doing okay. yeah the Charmin brothers <laughs> yeah. are not the ones to start a christian brand but we did and we love it but that was the hardest point for us and like even just like going out is hard now like going out because we have this these brand. are the athletics guys yeah <laughs> like jesus turned you? water to wine 
And he brought a lot of people together. Yeah. Okay? And that's Absolutely. what we do sometimes you know, on the weekend. That goes off of it. Is you shouldn't seclude yourself from life's pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to seclude I think, yourself. I think God would want me to be happy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm happy with my friends out mm-hmm. doing stuff. Yeah. And being with other people that are exactly. also like, we saw you at a bar and that's how we're here. Yeah. And it's not a yeah. terrible thing yeah. because we were at a bar. Exactly. But like, exactly. I didn't want to go there because of kind of my personal image and how people see me. I don't want people to see me and meet me at a bar. And then... I feel the same way. I don't do anything really in Miami because I... Yeah, I mean... That's the hardest part for me. I mean, to be honest, I don't really want to, but also like, yeah, it's... You don't want to be perceived as something Mm -hmm. that you're not talking about, but... Yeah. That's why people should stop judging. (laughs) Exactly. I agree. Exactly. I agree. And the other Christians see us at the bar. They're at the bar as well, but they're doing it too. They're judging us. We're at the bar, but they say, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody sins, everybody judges, and that's one of the worst things that we do as people. We just judge and judge, and you shouldn't do this. Yeah. You shouldn't do that, but we're all the same. I We're think because uh, you mentioned it, that was a a really cool universal moment in my journey where I was in Miami, maybe like a month ago, I was like, should I do content out in Vegas? And I thought about you guys and I just didn't act on it at all. I didn't reach out or anything. And then when I saw you guys at the bar first night back, I saw him at the bar and I was like, yeah, this is happening. Like, <laughs> they're going to do the podcast. So I think that was like, it just was lined up perfectly. It was perfect. Yeah. Right when yeah. you saw me, you were like, Josh, I just said on my way here oh, that I'm yeah. going to see you guys tonight yeah. at Parkway. That was another Let's thing. Go. Yeah, when I was there, they weren't even there yet. And I turned around to my friend and I was like, I'm going to see the Shormans tonight. <laughs> I just feel like they're coming. <laughs> and they, I turned around and they were there and I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Not me though. I was in a Bible study. <laughs> I was, he <laughs> said he was at his Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> in my room with Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What were you doing that night? Huh? Nothing. Uh, literally nothing. It's not even an interesting story. You just asked me to go. I was with your family that night, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So should we wrap it up? Yeah. Sure. I All feel right. good. good. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel really good. I feel really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's we we did well over. What we, I don't know, it could have been worse, you know what I mean? Huh. It was we fun. Intro again? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> intro again with new mics. Oh, the intro was perfect. The intro yeah. was perfect. We're good. Um, but thank you for having us, Tony. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, no, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I got to do the outro now. Oh, it was the outro. Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're going to wrap it up there. The, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And, uh, and we'll be right back. <laughs> How many times did you say that? Oh, for real. Take him out. No, yeah, we're definitely keeping that. Um, okay. Uh we're gonna wrap it up there for this week. Big thank you to you guys, Jason, Josh, Dustin. Thank you guys so much for coming. All right. God save the queen, man. <laughs> <laughs>